Hello everyone and welcome back to Local Legends with Lark Farley. I'm your host Lark. A little bit about the podcast if you're new here. Basically every Sunday I share with you all stories that took place in my small hometown Brown County in Indiana. These stories range from true crime to the paranormal and everywhere else in between. If you'd like to share your own hometown stories or just drop a line. If you have any follow-up comments, reviews of previous episode I've done, feel free to send those to me to locallegendswithlark at gmail.com. As always, all of the articles used in today's episode will be linked in the description should you want to read them for yourself. All right, let's get into it. So today's episode is part two of our UFOs in Brown County series. And so if you haven't listened to episode one, we basically went through and talked about UFO sightings. So if you haven't listened to that, go ahead and check that out. Part two is going to be in a different vein, a different direction. Instead of talking about typical UFO sightings, we're going to be talking about a phenomenon that is in Yellowwood National Forest. Now, you've probably heard of Yellowwood before because in my previous episode, Mountain Lions in the Holler, that mountain lion sighting took place in Yellowwood. If you haven't listened to that episode, go check that out. Yellowwood National Forest is going to be a forest that we're going to be talking about again in the future in another multi-part series I'm going to be doing that should be coming out in the next month or two, which will be about Bigfoot. So Yellowwood National Forest just seems to be a place that is a focal point, a hot spot, if you will, for paranormal, cryptid-related phenomenon experiences and sightings. Today's episode, like I said, we're going to be talking about something a little different, but is something that is related or has been associated with alien activity. So in the Yellowwood State Forest, there are what is called gobbler rocks. So gobbler rocks are large boulders that have found themselves in the tops of trees in the park in Yellowwood. There are at least five confirmed trees with boulders in the tops of them. And when we're talking about the tops, it's in the tippy tops. Like you can look up gobbler rocks in Yellowwood and find a lot of articles and it will show you pictures of what I'm talking about. But yeah, it's just like these huge old trees with ginormous multi-hundred pound boulders in the very top. The first to be discovered was dubbed a gobbler rock due to it having been discovered by a turkey hunter who was in the park and scouting the area when he stumbled upon one. Locals of of the area, locals of Brown County, call them URBs, which is Unidentified Resting Boulders. The tree the turkey hunter found, like the first one he found, the tree itself was over 80 foot tall. So a very tall, very old tree. Now, I don't know if this means anything, but that particular tree was a chestnut oak tree. The boulder that was in that chestnut oak tree that the hunter found estimated to weigh 400 pounds and is a sandstone boulder. While the boulder and trees themselves are normal and native to the area, so sandstone is native to the area. By the way, all of the boulders in all five trees are sandstone. And chestnut oaks are native to the area, What causes 100-pound boulders to be in the tops of trees? Finding a sandstone boulder is, like, normal, commonplace. Finding a chestnut oak tree is commonplace. But, like, the how is what most people in this particular instance find intriguing. Like, how did a multi-hundred-pound boulder find its way into the tops of these trees in Yellowwood National Forest? 
The other four trees with boulders in them are sycamore trees, each with boulders weighing around 200 pounds. Okay, so we have four sycamore trees with 200, around 200 pound bold, sandstone boulders. And then we have the first one that was found, which was a chestnut oak tree with a 400 or so pound boulder. So it's very interesting. Some have theorized that maybe it was glaciers that were in the park at one time, a long time ago, and that somehow that moved the boulder into the top of the tree. Floods have been hypothesized and possibly have caused this phenomenon, as have tornadoes. However, with the tornado thing, not a lot of people think that's a valid theory because no tornado in the area had been has ever been reported that would have been strong enough to have caused a multi-hundred-pound boulder to be in the tops of those trees. Especially considering, like, when the trees would have been growing. There's also a theory that it's engineering students did that, like as part of a prank slash learning in their program. They decided to just go out in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of a national forest, and spend their time uh, putting boulders in trees. IU freshmen have been hypothesized to have done this, or my personal favorite, a dynamite demolition experiment gone wrong. However, for this dynamite demolition, of course, there is no damage to the trees or boulders. So this theory is the most unlikely, right? It's like if if someone had been blowing up things in the middle of a national forest, you can assume that the surrounding area, the tree itself, and the boulder would have probably shown intense signs of damage, seeing as we're dealing with explosives. The most common theory held by Nashville natives, as well as visitors who go to see the trees, and the reason they want to see the gobbler rocks in the trees, is due to UFO activity. So a lot of people are just assuming that it's UFO related. Like, aliens have come down in a little spaceship, uh, shot their rays down, and levitated these boulders into the trees. There is no indication of machinery being used or having been used to place the boulders in the trees. All of the trees themselves are extremely far apart from one another, and there is no damage done to the surrounding area or the trees themselves, nor is there any connecting factor or reasoning behind the placement of the boulders in the trees. So these trees are miles and miles and miles apart from each other, okay? And then, and the Yellowwood National Forest, if you're not familiar with the area, is an expansive forest. And I don't know if you've ever visited Indiana, particularly Brown County and where Yellowwood is located in Brown County. It is an extremely hilly area. There's lots of ravines. There's lots of like gullies and haulers and it's very rocky. The terrain is very uneven. And in summertime especially, it is extremely easy to get yourself lost due to the dense vegetation. So moving around easily in Yellowwood to place said boulders with, let's say, a crane, for example, would be impossible. Because how are you going to to take a heavy piece of equipment, such as a crane, up and down those hills and valleys? It would be very, very complicated, and there's a good chance you would be stuck in the forest. Because these are miles away from any accessible outlet. You can't drive to where these gobbler rock trees are. It is a very strenuous hike to get to where they are. 
And so it just, that's, that's why people have studied this phenomenon and are associating it with UFOs because like they, they can't come up with a logical explanation for it. Because to say it was done by human hand, while it's probably the most likely and logical, how did someone place them there? It would be an extremely complicated thing to do. You would think, okay, for example, if it was machinery, there would be indents on the rocks or trees, right? If it was a rope pulley system that you're using, there's a good chance the rope would have been left behind or something of that matter. So it's like, how did this happen? How did we get to where we are? Now, the sheriff at the time of when that hunter that was turkey hunting found the first gobbler rock tree. His name was Buck Stogstall. He was a sheriff. And he was called on the scene of the crime to investigate. Now, neither him nor his deputies could figure out the cause or the culprit behind the phenomenon. And what's interesting is I found an interview that a reporter did with uh, Buck Stogstall, and they asked him, like, hey, what do you think happened? And Buck Stogstall, like, was on official record as stating that he thinks that it might have been UFO-related. Like, the, like the sheriff, okay? The sheriff at the time, he himself stated that he believed it was aliens, basically. I'm not saying it was aliens, but it was aliens. As of today, still, the cause of Gobbler Rocks are a complete mystery, with many believing the UFO theory, while others maintain that it had to have been a prank done by human hands. Now, another interesting note is there have been multiple people that have come forward to claim to be the culprit of putting those boulders into the trees. However, none of them could provide any evidence of their claims, nor could they explain how they managed to get the boulders into the trees. So they would come forward and be like, hey, I did it. Ha, pranked. You got pranked. Uh, But then under investigation and interrogation, their story just fell apart. There was no proof and they couldn't explain it. Now, foresters that work in Yellowwood Park have stated that it would be impossible for the rocks to have grown with the trees. So a lot of foresters have studied this phenomenon as well, the gobbler rocks, and none of them, they're like, there's no way. It's impossible for these trees to have grown from the ground up with these hundred pound boulders moving with the tree, if that makes sense. Growing with the tree, it's impossible. Those boulders weigh too much. A tree would not have been able to support it as a small tree, like a sapling. There's no way. The boulders had to have been placed once the tree trunks were sturdy and strong enough to support the boulders' weight. The Yellowwood State Forest Office used to carry pamphlets. Like, you could go there and be like, hey, I want to check out the location of the Gobbler Rocks. And they would give you a little map of where they all were. They don't do that anymore, though. But you can find, like I said, like, if you Google Gobbler Rocks, Yellowwood Forest, Nashville, Indiana, you can find a lot of sites that have, like, a Google image map of where the trees are, as well as, like, specific coordinates. I will say, though, if you're going to use your phone to find them, your phone won't work. So just keep that in mind. There's no self-service out there. So don't get lost, break a bone, or get eaten by mountain lions when trying to find these trees, okay? Just be careful. Now, I was really interested in the UFO theory. I wanted to break that down a little bit more and go into more detail about that. It's like, okay, I want to know the hows. Like, okay, people are assuming it's UFO-related. Great. How are people hypothesizing that aliens moved these boulders into the trees? A lot of people believe that Yellowwood Forest is a hot spot for alien activity and that rather than, you know, typically you think of alien activity like with like crop circles, right, in the cornfields using intricate designs. And they said that instead of aliens doing crop circles in Brown County, aliens are doing the gobbler rock thing where they're just moving big boulders around. 
So that's Brown County's rendition of Crop Circles, if you will. And I found multiple resources from UFO theorists who hypothesized how aliens moved the boulders into the trees, okay? So join me on this journey that we're about to embark on with UFO theorists' hypotheses. Okay, so they say that this phenomenon was caused by aliens, obviously, and was due to aliens using something called acoustic levitation. Now, if you're like me, I've never heard the word acoustic levitation before. I've heard of both those words separately, uh, but never as a combined term. So what acoustic levitation is, is basically where one, like a person or something, someone, suspends matter in the air against gravity using acoustic pressure from high-intensity sound waves. The UFO theorists theorized that the, okay, here's a fun word, piezoelectric properties found in the quartz that makes up sandstone, which therefore makes up the sandstone boulders, allowed for levitation by focused sound waves. So they, let's break that down. UFO theorists think aliens are using some form of sound wave contraption to levitate the sandstone boulders that have this property called piezoelectric properties that are found only in sandstone, and that is making the sound waves work better, more effectively. So when they use those sound wave guns or whatever it is, it levitates the boulders and they're easily placed into the trees. Acoustic levitation is, of course, something that has been, like, is vastly associated with alien and UFO activity. This was the part two of UFO sightings at Brow County. While it's not UFOs per se, it is a phenomenon that is a weird one, one that you can see for yourself with your own eyes and is unexplained. It is a mystery. It is Brown County's own unexplained mystery, if you will. Nobody knows. Scientists have come out there to study it. Foresters have come out there to study it. The law has come out there to study it. And nobody has any answers as to why or the how or the who. So I want to share with you all that little mystery. And, you know, regardless of what you believe, the gobbler rocks and uh, unidentified resting boulders are a Brown County, you know, mystery to this day. And I would honestly definitely recommend you check it out the next time you're in the area if you want to and are willing. But if you do, just keep in mind, you know, it is a highly rural large, expansive forest. And just, you know, keep in mind the precautions. I would highly recommend not going alone. Take someone with you. Wear closed-toed shoes because you don't want to encounter snakes or get bit back there because, again, it's miles and miles away from anything. Cell service doesn't work, so your Google Maps most likely won't work or whatever you're using to find the trees. Get your coordinates with you printed out, maybe, you know? tattoo them on your arm, I don't know, and be cognizant of your surroundings. There have been lion sightings in Yellowwood. Keep that in mind as well. Also, if you're going in summer, there is such dense vegetation. I would say that if you go in the summer months, it's going to be harder probably to find the trees due to the leaves. There are so many plants in summer. It's literally like a jungle. So just keep that in mind. Also, if you go in the summer season, ticks are a big problem in Brown County. Just could throw that out there. However, if you do go out there and you find the gobbler rocks and want to shoot me a picture of it, I would love that. Shoot me a picture. You can send it to locallegendswithlark at gmail.com and I'd love to see, you know, all out there hanging with the gobbler rocks. If you're going to ask me, Lark, what do you think is the reason behind those boulders being in the trees? 
I'm honestly going to be transparent with you and say it is highly likely it is by human hand. Womp womp. I know. Not, it's not a fun, it's not fun, it's not a fun theory, but I do believe that it's most likely associated with humans. You know, it could have been done hundreds of years ago. I don't know. For some purpose, maybe spiritual related. I don't know. Or... And, and I need you to follow with me here, okay? Could it have, instead of being aliens, could it have been a Bigfoot phenomenon? Follow me. All right. Bigfoot, you know, he could have been moving around them boulders and placing them in the tip tops of trees. I don't know. Just hypothesizing. Trying to get your brain, you know, those juices flowing with Bigfoot-related energies because it is coming, y'all. I'm going to do a multi-part series about Bigfoot. I am so excited. Bigfoot is my favorite cryptid to talk about. And by God, do I have so much to talk to you about. Brown County is just a hotspot, like I said, Yellowwood hotspot for Bigfoot-related and alien-related material. Anyway, that was today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Be safe, stay hydrated, and I'll talk to you next week. Now, next week's episode, we're going back to true crime. We will be discussing a particularly brutal case, which will be about the murder of Kelly Eckhart. That is an older case from, like, the 70s, 80s. And like I said, it is not for the faint of heart. It is a very, very brutal case. So we're going to be going through all those details, cutting it all down, talking about that in more detail. So if you're interested in that, check in next week for that episode. Otherwise, I'll talk to you later. Bye!